All right, so I hope you enjoyed part one, and now I will give you part two of the NFL QB midseason rankings, where we have tier three, tier four, talk first and second year quarterbacks, and also talk incoming rookies still playing in college. tier three and i'm gonna start it with a question to see who you choose okay if you have to pick a quarterback you're gonna be shocked that these are the next three names i'm gonna mention to you okay you have the option of i can't believe i'm saying this i need a second i need a second because we'll we'll be right back oh god number 10 (laughs) i really wrote this down a piece of paper kirk i can't believe you're my cousins I have to put him there. The other guys I put after him. At number 11, I put Dak Prescott, who he battled on Sunday night. And at number 12, I put a name that I did not think I'd be putting back there. And that's a credit to John Gruden on the job he's done. Because with no receivers, wow, Derek Carr has been impressive. I take back some of the stuff I said. Maybe it just took him a little bit longer to get back from that torn ACL. And deal with just a terrible offensive line the last two years. But if you had to pick Matt, uh, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, playoff run, who you got? Okay, so I'm going to do the easy thing here. We're going to take Kirk Cousins. We're going to pick him up. going to take him to the other side of the room. We're going to leave him there. I'm going to come back. Now I'm looking at Dak, and I'm looking at Derek. So is Kirk Cousins in timeout, or did you just literally take I, him I, out of the room? I just wanted him to go away for a okay, second. Okay, okay. Um, now, now that I'm looking at Dak and Derek, um, if we're talking ability, everything that you're looking for in a quarterback, I think Derek Carr's got it. The, the problem has been putting it together on a consistent field. Um, whereas Dak, probably the more consistent quarterback, but he's limited. He's just physically limited. And I'm, I'm sorry, but that'll only get you so far. So well, you know what? I'm going to grab the keys. I'm going to rev up. This car, and I'm going to ride it into the playoffs. Well, at least we know that Dak's doing a lot to improve his hip movement, which is good. Because maybe oh, maybe he heard about Tom Brady doing the 45 minutes in front of the mirror to work on his 45-degree angles. But that felt more like 60 to 75 degrees. I think Dak might have actually been torquing a little too much. He might have hurt himself out by, there. By the way, uh, if you're listening to this now, just pause it for a moment. Go look at that clip of Dak Prescott doing that hip thing. To suavemente in the background, it'll be time well. Did you, well was that the one that's in, that he's inside the bodega dancing? Yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. god, that was yes. Please, <laughs> please go look that up. That Suavemente. was just, <laughs> just so that was it, it was just so unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, so right now I had it broken down: ten Kirk, eleven Dak, twelve Derek Carr. Granted, Kirk Cousins of those three quarterbacks has the best weapons. Not by far the best running back, but the running back performing the best, even though all three of those guys have elite running backs. They do. Josh Jacobs, welcome to the NFL, my friend, because Nick Saban helped you for four years by just saving your body. Well, three years. He was only a three-year back there. But he got load management at Alabama, which is great for him. Josh Jacobs, Jingle Eimerschmidt, man. See, I knew I was – I knew I knew what I was doing in that draft room, man. Uh, Yeah, Congrats to Josh Jacobs. Uh, coming from living out of your car to being an NFL star, like... Did you... Wow, dude. 
You, I didn't you, even. You a rapper? I mean, I, I'm a rapper. I am I'm not a rapper. rapper. <laughs> uh, I'm a bone tapper. You know? Hey. Wow. Whoa. I didn't know you had all that in you. So <laughs> now that you gave me those incredible lyrics, I'm gonna go down the top 11 quarterbacks this year in terms of DVOA. Right. Mm-hmm. Number one. No shocker, Pat Mahomes, 40.8% above DVOA. Number two, the man neither of us picked, Dak Prescott, wow. 33.1%. I'm going to stop giving the percentages because it's too much work. Number three, Russell Wilson. No surprise no there. Surprise, yeah. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Look at that. We have three of our, t- our top three, three of the top four in DVOA. Number five, Derek Carr. All right. Who you just picked. Yeah, there we go. Number six, Deshaun Watson, who was my number four. Number seven, Matt Stafford, who I put in at number nine. I did not look at this, by the way, before I made this list. It just really worked out this way. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, number eight. Lamar Jackson, number nine. Phil Rivers, who has not come on my list yet, maybe because I'm scarred from the Oakland game, comes in at number 10. And lastly... For as bad as he has looked, Tom Brady is somehow number 11 in DVOA. I don't know if Bill Belichick paid the skew to numbers, but Tom Brady's actually number 11 this year on this list. Did, did, did you say Kirk Cousins was number 8? Number 8. Kirk, you can come back now. Okay, thanks, thanks. <laughs> Kirk, it's fine. No, no, Dan Snyder's not here anymore. He left. We're good. You can come back. It's Dalvin Cook's not hurt this year. We're good. Thielen, though, not so much. He's been a little banged up, but... It's just interesting to see that those guys, when I start, when I looked at the DVOA, I kind of looked at some of the third down percentage stuff, some of the interceptions, touchdowns, yards per attempt. You kind of see that this tier three where we have Kirk Cousins, Dak, and Derek Carr, it's been pretty impressive and better than they have been. And it feels like these are quarterbacks that are continuing to get better and moving in the right direction. All right. I don't know why you're laughing, but it was probably the fact that Dan Snyder is not I'm here. Thinking of Kirk Cousins hiding from Dan Snyder. Yeah, <laughs> I would hide from Dan Snyder too, along with all the Native Americans, because he apparently doesn't want to change the name to the Redskins. But he's that's just, probably too real of a topic for right he's now. A, he's a bad owner and a even worse person. So, so we're gonna round this off with a top fifteen. Tier four, which I included four quarterbacks, even number 16. And I know you're going to love number 16. Oh, why? What do we got here at 16? Number 13. This is going to shock you. You probably like him the least out of anybody I know. Oh, boy. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, man. I'm, I'm not a Jimmy hater, all right? I, no, I, I get it. You're, you're, like you're, you're, I get it. You're anti-porn star. I get it. It's not a, not a big deal. I wouldn't take you to be anti-porn star, but Look, it, I see it. It stems from a brewing jealousy. It's really where it's coming from. I got you. Yeah, the good, I, the I good looks. I want to call Aaron Andrews babe and like her not to be like disgusted by it. Yeah. I don't, Can I just have that? I don't know how the former LA Kings forward felt about that Stoli, but no <laughs> big deal. Scary. He better be worried because the way Lamar Jackson put those shades on, uh-huh. Jimmy G's an attractive man. I'm not. I can't deny it. I'm not saying I'm into that. But hey, we, we, if I was, Jimmy G might be on the top of the list because the man looks like a quarterback. And we gotta we gotta cut him a little bit of slack, even though he should have thrown two picks in that last overtime drive. The Niners can't catch the fucking ball. Like if you watch that game, there was like seven or eight drops where guys are just like fidgety. They lose Emmanuel Sanders in that game. No George Kittle. And you see the difference, man. George Kittle taking the crown as the best tight end in football because you could tell how much they missed having that asset out there. But Jimmy G, number 13 for me. Now, I'm going to ask you, 
These are the next three guys on my list. Do you put any of them over Jimmy G? Two of these seasoned veterans, Phil Rivers, who had who was in the top 10 of the DVOA, Matt Ryan, who won his first game since I don't even know when, I think like week four? I don't know when Atlanta had won the other game this year. And your boy, oh. the man you praised and praised. Oh, and man. I will let you know that in a lot of ways you were right. I love what Cliff Kingsbury has done with him. Even though the Panthers punched him in the mouth, but the kid has heart, always kept bouncing back Kyler Murray. For a playoff run this year, though, you're picking Jimmy G, Phil Rivers, Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, and I'll even put Ryan Tannehill, who I put down here just to make fun of you. Who do you got? (laughs) Gee, thanks. (laughs) Um, You know what? I might surprise people here. And, And just, again... To show further evidence, I am not a Jimmy G hater. I am going to take Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan over him. But I'm going to have him ahead of Kyler Murray and Ryan Tannehill. And I, I know this is a shock, but Matt Ryan, for as bad as the Falcons have been, it actually hasn't been his fault this year. And I know we've made the jokes he does crap himself in the red zone. Um, hasn't, but, been, hasn't been good in the first half either. Has not been good in the first half. Y- you know what? I mean, when I look at the Falcons and I'm like, all right, their defense is, is trash. But I'm still sort of afraid of that offense. And he's kind of the re- you know, the, not the reason why, but the, the thing making it go right now. And I, so they're, they're not, they're, they're competent is what I'm trying to say. They're a bad team, but on offense, they're competent. Uh, I think Matt Ryan's had... A sort of a better year than I thought, although my expectations were pretty low. And, you know, Phillip Rivers is just unlucky and has the curse of Phillip Rivers, which is, is. for the enti- his entire career. No, first, no, scratch that. For his entire life, he's going to be down a touchdown with a minute left. His entire life. I know. No, well, you know, you know that Matt Stafford will be more than happy to carry that torch on once no, Phillip no, no. Rivers retires, yeah. but they're the two guys who it's like. If it feels like I could just close my eyes, fast forward to the last five minutes, and I'm going to see Matt Stafford and or Phil Rivers trying to lead their team back from ten or seven, trying to either backdoor cover or actually go ahead and win the game every single week. My point is, those two guys more important to their team than Jimmy Garoppolo is to his because the 49ers are a late '90s, early 2000s football team. It's all about the defense and the run game with them. I will, but I will give Jimmy this on against Seattle in a game where they needed him to show up because I think they averaged two point one or two point three yards per carry. Trust me, I know I had Tevin Coleman in fantasy. The only reason he did anything was because he had a lot of those late, not garbage catches, but like the checkdowns late in that fourth quarter, which set up the field goal. They couldn't run the ball. So I will give Jimmy G credit that in a game where he was forced to make some throws, he did make them. Unfortunately, his receivers just didn't catch them. And that was more of a proponent of why they lost. Now, Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan have been there. They've been in big playoff games. But I just don't, I feel like we've seen the best of Phil Rivers and Matt Ryan. We haven't seen the best of Jimmy G. So that's why I kind of gave him a slight edge. I like the confidence he's playing with. And of the three, he definitely has the worst receiving weapons. Mm -hmm. He has the best defense, and it's not even close. But he doesn't really have a lot of weapons outside of Breida and Coleman. Well, I guess Kittle. But his receiving core, 
is probably bottom six, bottom five in the NFL. Hey, man, all you need is a little Kittle. Um, <laughs> but to prove that I'm not the ultimate Jimmy G hater, uh, I'm going to put him ahead of my boy, Kyler Murray, and my ex-boy, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I know. It's, it's weird, right? Ryan Tannehill, your ex-girlfriend, looking, you know looking, a, lot, looking a lot better than he Ryan was, Fitzpatrick. He, he was such a nice guy. I'm glad things are working out for him. I'm glad he found a new team and... You know the you know hey you know maybe maybe he'll be uh, gets gets serious commitment from this one yeah and I, and I and another guy who I wrote down who I think he's been injured but he's somebody that if we're really talking I probably have ahead of Tannehill and probably have him at sixteen or seventeen is Jacoby Brissett we saw what the Colts look like with Brian Hoyer if Brissett finishes the Pittsburgh game and plays this game they probably have two more wins. And they don't have a lot of talent at receiver, especially when T.Y. is out. Marlon Mack did some things. Their O-line is pretty good. But Jacoby Brissett wasn't the starter in August. And the way he's played on that team when he's been healthy has just been really incredible. Shout out to Jacoby Brissett for having a really impressive season. Everybody counted Indy out, said they were going to be a 6-7 win team. And he's really battled for that team. It's, it's the rare incident where uh, someone gets thrown into the fire, as they say, and actually comes out and he's like, no, I'm, I'm okay. That, that, that wasn't too much for me. You know, what's, you know what's crazy? For all the shit I talk occasionally about my guy, that's something I have to say about Kyle Allen. Even more than Gardner Minshew, because Kyle Allen came into a situation where 0-2, we should have beaten Tampa week two. We could have easily beaten the Rams week one. And I still beg the question, why not play Kyle since week one if you knew Cam's foot wasn't good, the guy's coming back from shoulder surgery, maybe he could have actually played at the end of the season. Because although I like Kyle and he does make some impressive plays, he has really good pocket mobility, his arm strength still isn't where it needs to be. You saw that in the red zone interception. And apparently his hands aren't big enough. Because the guy can't stop fucking fumbling. But he has moxie. He bounces back from mistakes. His first two games this year, he fumbled, he fumbled on the opening drive and came back and won both of them. So for as much bad I've said about Kyle, I love Kyle. I think what he's done for Carolina has been so impressive. He was a half inch away from g- taking that game to overtime. But you, I, as I mentioned earlier, the refs took Green Bay money line. Right, right. Put and, a lot of money on the, it. The orgy ensued. You're right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The orgy well, ensued with yeah. Aaron Rodgers and all the refs. So I, I'll tell you what Kyle Allen can do. He could hit the B button, bro. He could. Did you see that spin? Oh, yeah. That was pretty nasty. But he's he's just done what he's had to do for this team. And I've been really impressed with Kyle. I'm not sold because I don't know if he has the talent to be a top 15 guy. And I know Cam does, but if that's if that ship has sailed and we're going to trade Cam for hopefully two first-round picks in the offseason, because as you've seen from this list, there are not a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFL. Look at what happened to Marcus Mariota flame out. Jameis Winston, my God, a human turnover. Who's the <laughs> other guy? Jared Goff! Jared, where are you? You have the best, one of the best offensive minds in football Ever since Todd Gurley fell off, he just hasn't been the same. Ever since he got paid, where you been, man? Like, Jared Goff and the Rams have been probably one of the most puzzling teams this year. And I just can't believe that that's a guy who was definitely in the top 15 last season, 
there's no way in hell I'm putting him up there now. So we've seen a lot of these young guys that get drafted not work out. And that leads to the next topic, which would be great for you. I'm going to ask you right now, as things stand, insanely Lamar Jackson's definitely number one on this list. So he's not going to be an option here. Mm -hmm. You have the choice of Sam, I got Mono Darnold, Baker, I have handlebars and mustaches but can't complete passes Mayfield. Josh, my best asset is running Allen. And Josh, I have no uh, nickname for Josh Rosen. He's on the bench. And uh, the mm-hmm. Dolphins have looked a lot better with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just, so, just, just play the Roses song again because that's how his game's been. <laughs> I know his past visiting hours. Oh, are you talking about the Kanye no, song? I'm, no, I'm talking about the Outcast song. Oh, game's yeah. been doo 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 doo. Ooh, ooh, man. I, I thought they were saying poo poo, poo 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 poo. Yeah, well, <laughs> poo 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 poo. Really smell like poo poo poo. Yeah. That was great. So, who you taking? Sam Darnold, Baker, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. For the next 10 years, who you got? As much as it pains me to say it, okay, I want to go with Baker, but Baker has done everything within his power to, to make this impossible for me to take him. So we're going to throw Baker out. All right. Are we putting uh, Baker outside? You know, no, 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 no. Baker, Baker's cool. Uh, unlike Kirk. Baker's actually but can we at least can we at least put Freddie Kitchens outside? Yeah, no, no, no. Don't invite Freddie. Kitchens. Okay, yeah, yeah. Don't even tell him where you live. Is he? He's on the do not invite list yeah, along get, with Dan Snyder. Get, if you ask about it, just give him a fake address. Okay, yeah. okay, I got you. Um, so, I wish. I, I think the Browns wish they did that for the interview. Don't worry. In the offseason. Don't worry. Freddie Kitchens won't be in uh, be around long anyways. Yeah, first um, coach fired. Freddie Kitchens. I think. I thought Adam Gase had a shot, but apparently the Jets said that they. Trust in what he's doing. I don't know what the fuck that uh, is, but what are they trusting? What what is exactly? Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> back to this question. Okay, so Josh Rosen, you know it was fun, bro, but you know you're, you're just not you're not the guy. You're not the one. So you're, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick terrible situation has done terrible more with the yeah. same team than you did, and they gave you every opportunity to show that you had something, and all you did. Was well make roses. Um, <laughs> so Josh Al- uh, Josh Rosen's out of it. So that comes down to two teams that I hate: Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. If you had asked me this right around uh, the time that these guys were getting drafted, I would have said this is easy. Unfortunately, it's Sam Darnold. But this year, Sam's sort of been a stinker, and maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. But Josh Allen is actually been competent. I'm not going to say he's been good. I'm not going to say he's been great. He's been competent, though. I'd probably go with Josh Allen. I'll take the legs and learn to live with the one guaranteed turnover a game he's going to give me. What's really funny is of qualified... Well, no. Wow. This is really bad. For DVOA purposes, Josh Allen, number 26, right ahead of Mitch Trubisky and Mm -hmm. Kyle Allen, which I'm surprised Kyle's that low on there. Look where Darnold and Mayfield are. 31 Baker, 32 Darnold. I'm telling you. you I'm you're, gonna, you're telling me to pick the shiniest turd from the toilet. All right, That's what you're telling me to do. But this is just more of a reason to understand how tough it is to be a quarterback in the NFL. Extremely. And how many of these guys flame out. Because now we're looking at a class next year where we have Joe Burrow who came out of fucking nowhere. Tua Tagovailoa who's still obviously a top five prospect. Justin Herbert who's still a top five prospect. Jake Fromm, who's probably still in the conversation to be a first-round pick. 
And then we have some other guys who maybe can sneak in there, like... Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason, uh, um, the kid from I'm, Utah State who people like Jordan. Jordan Love, and I'm glad you brought him up. I've got... Can you feel the love I can, for Jordan I Love? I feel the love. Let me tell you something. There, To me, there are three quarterbacks where the ceiling is elite. They Their ceiling is playing at an elite level all the time. It's Tua, it's Herbert, and it's Love. So no Burrow. You know, I, I need to watch more on Burrow. I really like him. As of right now, I do have him as, because I think he's more pro-ready than some of the other guys, as my number two quarterback in the draft. I need to keep studying him. But he does seem to have some sort of tendencies where he'll throw to guys that are not going to be, guys that are open in college. These these types of throws he can't get so away. So you're with saying like you're saying like his throws are like a second delayed where he's not yes. throw, he's not he's waiting till he sees the guy open before Correct. he lets the ball instead rip of, instead of getting the guy open himself. I got you. Yeah, but I think that's just the interesting thing here to really look at. I still personally take Sam Darnold, but that's me. All right, guys. So that's the end of part two. We kind of did the first half of NFL starters ranked. We talked also about the 2018 draft class and kind of the not success that some of those guys have had outside of Lamar Jackson, all the struggles. And we also looked to the 2020 draft because as you can see by this list, there's not a plethora of really good quarterbacks in the NFL. So these 2020 draft class with about five or six guys that are in the first and second round range, I guess we'll see how they develop moving forward. I hope you enjoyed the show. Look out for a new show me the spread this week. I'm on fire. I'm 19, 10, and 1 against the spread, giving you consistent winners. We're actually going to have somebody who does handicapping on to do show me the spread with me this week. And the return of Boz. Yes, Boz will be back next week. We're going to talk NFL power rankings, playoff preview, looking forward, and maybe some best bets on who you should take right now in terms of Super Bowl matchup or just conference winner. So, Look out for that. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned.